Hello, my friends. I'll skip here again for another episode of Finding Meaning. Uh, I hope all is well with you. Um, finding myself wanting to do a, a series on the idea of unlearning and learning. Um, it might be uh, an, an effective way, hopefully, uh, another another way, anyway, of me being able to try to explain what I mean. Um, uh, I know that often um, I can get in the intellectual weeds, so to speak. I can get a little too heady at times. Uh, so I'm, I'm just feeling as though it's probably a good time for for me to to just take a a different avenue, maybe a little different look at the idea of uh, unlearning as spirituality and relearning as spirituality. Uh, unprogramming, if you will, and a reprogramming. Um, or, if you will, a, a non-programming, maybe, is a better way for us to say that. Uh, so in my last podcast, I talked about unlearning. I talked about what it means to to have um, our minds, our lives programmed. Uh, think about that for just a minute. Think about all the things that that you have been exposed to. Think about all the information, if you will, that you have been exposed to. Think about maybe your childhood. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, when I was uh, in elementary school age, uh, my mother became Catholic. My grandmother was Pentecostal. And at every opportunity, uh, these two people would expose me to that information, the information from both of those religious beliefs. And they did so in hopes that I would adhere to their set of beliefs. Uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason, they found that in their life, the, the set, these set of beliefs that were both fairly rigid uh, were something, these beliefs were something that helped them be better people. And as such, what they wanted to do is they wanted to introduce me to these ideas. Now, I, I believe their intentions were good. I believe they were trying to help, um, especially towards my adolescent years because I, I began to make choices that were leading me down wrong paths. So I understand the reason. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to offer me the concepts, the ideas, the belief system that they have found guided them through life. Sounds perfectly legitimate, doesn't it? Uh, at the same time, I had school counselors and doctors telling me uh, my issues, what my issues were. Uh, I had a father who, who was fairly absent, which in itself is another kind of programming when someone uh, withholds sort of affection. There's another kind of programming that you go through. And so, I, you know, I, I tried all kinds of things. I, I, 
I very much wanted to belong as a child. I, I did uh, scouts. I did other things. And uh, what I've discovered is that uh, when I got older, all of these things had a really profound effect on me. All of these ideas, all of these concepts really were in me. Now, I will tell you that I didn't pay much attention in church when I was a young man. I didn't pay much attention in Mass. I didn't pay much attention in my grandmother's church. Uh, I didn't pay much attention in anything, really. But what I found out in in my adulthood, I, what I found out really when... Um, you know, around the age of 25 or so, when your prefrontal cortex becomes formed and you begin to reason, what I have found is that these things were deeply programmed in me. Uh, there was a rigidity. There was a, um, a set of dogmatic understandings. There was a set of, of beliefs. There were uh, moral understandings that were placed in me that I carried with me that affected me deeply in negative ways. And what I mean by the fact that they affected me negatively is that what they did is they, they held me back from self-discovery. Because in my childhood, I was told, you must be this, you must be that. This is how you get through life. This is what you adhere to. Uh, this is the education you need, you want. And we are guided and formed in, in different ways. And, and because of all of that programming, from, from an absent parent uh, to religious programming to educational programming, I found myself very repressed, if you will. And out of that repression, then I acted out. Now, I'm not blaming anyone for my choices, but what I'm saying is that um, my choices are mine, but there's a reason why we make the choices we do. And if we look back, we can see that we have been programmed and often we rebel or we react against that programming. As I have said before, you know, our brain is simply hardware and the experiences of life, the lessons of life, they're the software. Let me give you another example. Uh, when I began to transition from junior high to high school, I very much wanted to be in French. Pardon me. I dropped you there for a second. I, I very much wanted to be in, in French class. Uh, signed up for it. By this time, though, uh, teachers around me had made assumptions about who I am. When I arrived for class the following year, I had found that that class, I was not put in that class. Uh, I was put, I think, in a shop class or something, some other elective class. Uh, that affected me deeply. When I reached out to learn something new, something I might be excited about, um, people interfered and programmed my life in a different way. Uh, you know, if we look back over our lives, we, uh, we could probably name dozens of these moments. And they're still going on when we are programmed. When we have a boss who says something or a spouse who says something, be it positive or negative, 
These things are programmed into us. They, they are hardwired into our psyche. Uh, we really live out of what we've learned to be. And the only way humans, for the most part, have been able to uh, live out their humanity is by adhering to the, the, the boundaries, by adhering to the, the preset ideas of what it means to be a human. Uh, when I got to be a teenager, I was told I was rebellious. Well, of course I was. I was rebelling against my programming, but then I allowed myself to be programmed as rebellious. So I lived that out. Uh, that got me a lot of attention, which when you're young, you, you love. So there was a programming that was reinforced. Well, that rebellion turned into a serious addiction. Ultimately, I, I entered recovery, thank God, um, which in and of itself is a, another way of programming, albeit uh, a safer, uh, more healthy way of programming. Um, but be it, you know, uh, exercise or be it rebellion, or be it religion, or be it politics, we are programmed. Let me give you another example. We just went through a very contentious election in the United States. Um, one of the things that I found most disturbing were the conversations that my kids were having with other kids. Uh, other kids were arguing really, I'm sorry, I have to say it, crazy things. Uh, about uh, what was going on that were totally not true. And these kids that were, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, were convinced that uh, these realities that their parents or grandparents or the Internet was feeding them, they, they are real. And now these kids are programmed that way. Uh, I had often wondered in my life how uh, places can be taken over by, by dictators and, and, and despots. And I, now I see that it is really a matter of programming. I've often wondered how people can enter into cults, give away all they own. Now I see that it's programming. We are programmed to be a certain way. Every time we watch the news, every time we listen to someone's opinion, every time we hear a sermon uh, or a speech, every time we read a book or a movie, that information is put in us, and what gels with us, what uh, resonates with us is retained. We can't help that. That's the way it is. The question is, what do we put in? That's really, that's really where we need to go on the next uh, step to this journey. That we know we're programmed. We know the programming comes from a collective uh, um, malformed program in our world because very few people are awake enough, are, are spiritually advanced enough in the world to, to have a real effect on the masses. What I mean by that is, uh, you know, even though we have the Jesus and the Buddhas, 
the Lao Tzu's of the world, uh, that has not seemed to translate into uh, teaching people to be free, teaching people to, to not allow themselves to be programmed. As a matter of fact, unfortunately, often those things are dogmatized and they become just another form of programming. So, once we have realized that, that what we have been taught to be is, is programmed, it's all programmed into us by family, by religion, by, by society, by politics, by education, by science, by psychology. Once we realize that every book, every movie, uh, every piece of information, every sermon we listen to, every thing that we are exposed to programs us, then what do we do? Then we have to understand that now we have to move into a deeper understanding of self, a more objective understanding of oneself. Now, even though we're moving away from the old programming, even though we're being deprogrammed, if you will, uh, we still have to realize that that's still there. Unfortunately, folks, uh, you don't erase 30, 40, 50, 60 years worth of tapes just by saying they're tapes, just by saying they're programming. That to this day on this spiritual journey, I still act out of those old programs, those old tapes, those old learned behaviors. So that's the first thing we have to do is we have to become uh, somewhat objective. We have to realize that we have to unlearn. That, that everything we have learned has come from really an ignorant place, if you will. Now, maybe we have learned some good things, right? Maybe you have learned to be an honest person. Maybe you have learned to be a person of, of um, moral fortitude. Maybe you have learned to be a person of, of honor or commitment. Nothing wrong with these things. However, however, they too can be misconstrued and misused. Even if you're the most upright, moral, kind person in the world, deep down inside, uh, we still harbor resentments because we have to be that way. We still struggle to be that way. Even the kindest people I have met in this world still struggle to, to practice that kindness. Because, not because they're bad people, but because we are all programmed to be selfish. We are all programmed to be myopic. We are all programmed to be self-centered, if you will, to be the hero in our story. That's what we're programmed to be. And then when we are exposed to the, like, the teachings of Jesus or, or the teachings of Lao Tzu, uh, we're amazed that these people are so free of that ego, so free of, of those ways of being. Uh, but that's what they were. That's what they were. So we have to first and foremost realize that we have been programmed. When that happens, the, the, um, the deprogramming, the unprogramming, the unlearning happens on its own if we keep that at the forefront of our mind. One of the things that I find valuable about giving these podcasts is that they help me keep 
these ideas, this, this uh, inspiration that I have received at the forefront of my mind. And so we have to keep reminding ourselves. We have to put things in our lives that remind us that we're living out of what we've learned and that it's okay, that we're working on it, that we are where we are at right at the moment and that's where we are supposed to be and we just got to keep working. And so the next podcast, I want to talk about what that looks like. What, you know, what is there to learn? Because here's kind of the catch-22 is we've got to learn something. Even the idea of finding meaning is another set of ideas, concepts, and beliefs. So the question is, if we've got to learn something, what should it be? I'll leave you with that thought, folks. I look forward to our next podcast. Take care, my dear friends. And for God's sake, please stay healthy. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.